0: Welcome to the Human Design Collective Podcast, where we explore this system as a unique map of our potential, from the mundane to the mystical. In this episode, we discuss manifesting. Can we create our own reality? How are we able to manifest what we want, and are we satisfied when we get it? How does human design view this process differently than many other teachings? You'll hear from our host today, three projectors who have explored this theme personally and professionally over many years. We hope you enjoy the discussion. Today we're sitting together to talk about the topic of manifesting. And for those of you who have been working with human design, you may have a particular awareness of how that word manifesting or, or the term being a manifester Uh, how that works in terms of human design, but we wanted to start the conversation by just talking about the concept in general, especially because it seems that now in a lot of realms of self-improvement or different programs that are out there and the way that different systems approach how we can create our lives, there's often a lot of talk about how to manifest what you want or how to be able to manifest within your own reality. So we wanted to start the conversation by talking about what that looks like from the view of a few different perspectives and also what we're seeing in terms of how people are are creating in their lives and, and bringing things into form, bringing things into manifestation. So I guess one way to talk about it is if we just look at the word in and of itself as a general concept usually when people are talking about manifesting, they're talking about how do I bring something into my reality? How do I bring something to fruition? I'm wondering with with all three of us here, if we can maybe explore that first to just talk about what what do we see out in the world in terms of how people are going about that, what they're doing with that.
1: Yeah. For me, this idea of manifesting relates to, having a vision or something that you want, or you'd like to see happen, and then using your either intention or your energy to move in that direction to bring it into form, make it a reality. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that comes up in regards to, I guess, having a certain quality of life, the expectations in terms of the life that you'd like to have. And can I bring that into form? Can I, what can I do to To make that happen.
0: Yeah, it seems like there are some teachings or some ways of working with it where there's a lot of focus on visioning. So, literally, visualization, visualizing what the outcome you want to see. And then I've seen some teachings that seem to focus on feeling. Not only do you focus on visualizing what you want to have happen, but you focus on generating within yourself the feeling state you want to be having. In some ways, manifesting might be about material things. It might be about manifesting something physical or something literal, but it also seems to be about manifesting like what you're saying, a kind of quality of life or quality of experience or general state of being or feeling like I want to manifest happiness, or I want to manifest the sense of of having a purpose and knowing what that is and feeling that I'm on purpose. Or it can go to the other end of, you know, I want a new car, or I want a nicer house, or I want to live in a beautiful setting, or I want to have certain kinds of relationships in my life. I wonder kind of what the origin of that, what the impetus of that is for a lot of people. I'd imagine that for a lot of people, The impetus might be because there's some kind of pain or dissatisfaction with life the way it is. And so they're wanting something else. They're wanting to feel something else or they're wanting to experience something else. And maybe for other people, there's a sense that there's just something more out there or they have this idea that there's something else they could be having in their lives and they want to go after that.
2: Designer experience versus experience by design. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting way to put it. Can you
0: explain a little more like the difference?
2: Yeah. Just the sense of going after something because of the way that we think it will feel or trying to align ourselves with a particular kind of experience that we want to have versus allowing the experience to reveal itself Mm -hmm. and you know i'm speaking from the perspective of being an emotional projector Mm -hmm. and oftentimes in the experience of learning the emotional wave there is this sense of like wanting to get to a certain place in the feeling state or wanting to maybe even avoid the low end of the wave and not feel good and if i can just focus enough on the positive feelings and elicit that state in my body then i can step into that experience and attract more of same <laughs> into my life rather than appreciating the depth and the nuance of every experience as it reveals itself you know really appreciating the information that comes along through every step of the wave and and acknowledging the things that we know about design, we learn about what our authority is, or, you know, as a projector learning to trust in life and how things come to the projector as we align with our unique frequency.
0: Yeah, the way you're talking about it brings up this polarity for me between uh, whether you want to think of it as masculine feminine or yin yang, how much do we receive our experience or take in what's showing up for us? And then how much agency or potential do we think we have to be able to create that experience or have something that we direct happen in life? And it's interesting to relate it back to human design and look at the way human design holds it because there is a particular way to hold that polarity based on design. And I've, I've definitely explored a few, more than a few different self-improvement or life enrichment type programs that go after this in, in a lot of different ways. And I'm curious about where that feeling comes within us or how we orient to receptivity versus assertiveness or creation
1: it seems to be coming from this sense that if we don't do it if we don't make it happen it won't happen we can see a lot of conditioning in in our society around that for example the nike campaign and you know slogan just do it to me that just represents this kind of manifestor orientation that we've been fed if if you want something go out and do it go grab the bull by the horns and make it happen. That's understandable. It makes sense on a certain level, but going back to what you're saying about human design, that's really only appropriate for about roughly 10% of the population, you know, other factors aside. If we're talking about generators or projectors or reflectors, for example, there's this process of waiting or this wait and see approach or just accepting things as they are in the moment, and then seeing what life brings in, whether through an invitation or through response. Can't help but think about the amount of manifestor or manifesting conditioning in society. Mm
2: -hmm. It seems helpful, too, to kind of note the distinction between manifestation as it's considered in conventional terms, like how it gets thrown around out there, versus what a manifester is or what manifesting means in the human design system i wonder if either of you would like to speak to that point
1: sure yeah i think it could be really helpful to look at things that way for example looking at the body graph and if we're looking at a chart and we're seeing what kind of chart is this like well what is the energetic pattern here what's the the auric type one of the things we look for in a in a manifester chart is we need to have a motor connected or defined to the throat through a channel that brings the possibility of using one's internal energy to create something or bring something into form without having to wait for outside conditions to change for example to waiting for the right time place or energy to be available either through the transit field or through a relationship or through an interaction as I was saying, that's, that's roughly 10% of the population who has that definition and design. The, the other 90%, it's conditional. It depends on the energy that's available from the outside, and you know, the conditions that the person finds themselves in within a relationship or a situation. And so on a strictly mechanical level in design, you know, we're, we're talking about something pretty specific specific energetics or mechanics that are underlying the event or or what we're talking about. I think in general in society, it's more about people wanting to create a certain life that they want, or they want to have a certain quality of experience. And I tend to, to look at it through my definition and my design and my view is survival and so I see it as like people wanting to survive, like how do I survive in, in a way that's either meaningful or how do I experience success or peace and in, in a way to do more than just survive on the most basic level, but again, to have a certain quality of experience. That's very understandable that that we all want that on some level to, to have a certain quality of life here.
0: As you're saying that, it's making me think about if we're talking about the term generally, as each of us come into life from a very young age, we're we're immediately taking in all kinds of, of conditioning. It's part of the intelligence of human psychology and development, is that as soon as we come in, we're starting to assess on many different levels from conscious to deeply pre-conscious or subconscious. We're sort of assessing how does this world work? And you know, what are the rules? And what do I get rewarded for? And what do I get punished for? And, and what do people view as good? And what do people view as bad? We're, as children, I think we're automatically taking in all of this. And the first thing I think that most children do, if they can, is they kind of, we adapt to whatever those uh, moralities, beliefs, conditions are. If you're looking at young adults or people as they start to grow up and come into their own, if part of this desire to manifest is coming out of the desire to throw off some of that conditioning, it's, it's almost like I've been told this is how the world is. I've been told this is you know how I need to be educated or I've been told this is what success is. And we sort of work with that as best we can. And then if it's not really working out, I wonder if part of the impetus is something in us that's saying, no, I want to do it my way, <laughs> you know, like I'm not not—I'm not winning at this game the way it's been fed to me, or I don't, this doesn't work for me. But I see some people who are really able to work with the game, they, they work with the conditioning and they're able to figure out how to win at it. You know, maybe they get a great degree or they figure out how to make a lot of money and be successful financially, or they figure out how to sustain a bunch of relationships. But then at some point they get to a place where it's not quite meaningful enough to me or maybe this isn't what I actually want. And now how do I get after what I really value or the life I actually want to experience? So some of that might be that like fighter in us or that individuality in us or something in us that just wants something different. And then there's this additional layer of conditioning, I think, especially in the US, that's like, well, if you want it, you got to go make it happen.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to look at it that way. It brings to mind the entrepreneurial culture. There are a lot of people out there working in jobs or situations that aren't bringing a lot of meaning or satisfaction to their life. And they may have been told that this is what you do. You go get this job, graduate from college and go to work for a company. And at some point they may find that that's, not really lighting them up anymore. That's not really bringing the the satisfaction or success or meaning to their life that they had hoped. And you see this kind of movement away from that, you know, and into what's becoming more common, at least here in the U S in the entrepreneurial culture where people will have a vision or have something that they want to, you know, implement, a new career or a certain lifestyle or go make a lot of money. So they do not not so stressed about money anymore and to do it their way. I applaud it. I think it's great to see people making those moves and, and in a way, taking responsibility for their, their sense of well being and happiness to whatever degree possible. But it does beg the question to me, like, is that, is that just another script or narrative that is maybe preferable in some ways to the, Conditioning that says you go get a job and go sit at a company in a cube for 10 years or some version of that. But now everyone's running around, at least a lot of people that I know, and going at it on their own, which does appeal to me. But at the same time, I I wonder, like, well, what are the real results of that? Is that, again, just another formula that we've taken from the outside and now we're trying to apply to our lives because it worked for somebody else Does it respect the individual differences that we all have?
0: Well I wonder if we could maybe maybe if we take that that point that you're making given that we're all projectors here <laughs> maybe we could each talk a little bit about our own experience of like what what was this like for each of us in particular how, how have we gone through this process of either deconditioning and or, this concept of being able to create some kind of life we want. I'd love to know with each of you, like what's been your personal relationship with that? And and then maybe even how human design helped you with this concept of manifesting a life, creating a life for yourself. Kendra, would you like to jump in on that a little bit? Share mm. about your experience.
2: I can full on relate with the vision boarding experience. <laughs> 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 yeah coming from a hope motivation and a view of possibility it really spoke to me (laughs) you know just just see everything you want put it on a vision board feel all the feels and have the thing you want but this thing of like going after something and for the projector focusing one's on attention on it so intently um, because we are designed to focus that maybe in some ways we are actually able to cycle back around and have the thing that we're focusing on, like there does seem to be some level of truth to resonance, whatever we're resonating with, we seem to bump into those things. And, you know, when we, when we relate it with the law of attraction. So I have gone through these visualization classes and processes and things where I've been able to actually, you know, quote unquote, manifest the thing that I wanted, but then what's the cost or the result of that experience you know, for example, trying to take my art to a certain level or, you know, producing an event or going after something because I was encouraged from the outside world to go after that thing and then just ending up in complete exhaustion afterwards and wondering if that was something I actually wanted to do. So that's, that's a little bit about my experience with
0: it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some. it seems like some of it might be a trial and error process. Well, for you, but yeah. also for for a lot of us, And I think it's a natural part of our development to say like, hey, I'm, maybe I'm just going to see if I can create what I want. So like you're saying, make the vision board or focus your intention on it or think about it and fe- feel into it and maybe it's a bit of a trial and error process to see what it's like are you able to then get the thing that you wanted and then when you get it do you like it like did you mm-hmm. is it enjoyable you know there's that phrase about whatever be careful what you wish for or when you sometimes when we do actually get the thing that we designed you know the designer life that that we've created or some aspects of it does it actually feel the way we think it's going to does it fulfill us the way we want did you have a, do you have a personal experience with that? Where, where it was like, once you, some of these things, like once you, they started to come in, then were you happy with it or?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I was going to say, and if we don't get it, what is it? Am I broken? <laughs> why can't I, why can't I manage <laughs> Yeah. You know, having, having a relationship come in or a certain experience around, music for example or my coaching practice like practical real life examples (laughs) where then you know i lean back into the rest of my design with this um, eternally indecisive you know structure and this up and down of feeling through all the emotions of something things are always constantly moving that's life that's energy that's that's Mm -hmm. what keeps things interesting and helps us grow. So, you know, when we try to hold on to a particular experience or make things be a certain way, I mean, is that actually fulfilling?
0: Yeah. I I can remember being in a lot of different programs or classes like this with the vision boards or with the mock-ups or with the, you know, focusing on the the energy or the feeling you want to have. The ones that were more energetic That was a little bit easier for me. But for me, given my design as a mental projector, the visioning board thing or the, the sitting down and sort of mapping out everything in your life, like I went through one process in a workshop where it was kind of like, you sit down and map out everything in your life, exactly the way you want it. And you, what do they call it? Mind mapping, you like create this whole thing. And for me, it just felt incredibly overwhelming like it mm-hmm. I almost felt like i don't want that much responsibility right <laughs> which a lot of psych therapists that i've been to would say oh well this is because this is because you haven't developed enough agency in yourself or you don't believe you're you're worth getting to have what you actually want and i i don't know that that's true i mean i i was sitting in this mind mapping workshop one time with my husband who's an emotional manifesting generator and it was like, we get this assignment and immediately he's got this like poster board size thing, like filled to the gills with teeny tiny writing, every piece of white space filled. And, and I've got like a heart in the middle, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm looking at him just like, good Lord, what, what is all that, you know? For me, it wasn't natural to to go after creating my life in that way. And I think what I found with human design was that there was some kind of permission in it to like sit back and get in touch with my own receptivity. And it opened up this concept, which I was actually much more, felt much more natural to me that I could actually be receptive to a life coming to me that would be something beyond what I would have imagined for myself. And this concept of like, oh, actually there's a life that's already here for you that if you're aligned if you're aligned with your nature, y- you just get to sort of receive it and discover what that is. And to me, that felt like such a relief. I'm curious about that. I want to know about that, you know? And I think it opened up a feeling of maybe a lot less control and a lot less conventional success. But it made my life a lot more interesting and brought a lot more of the unexpected, I would say, into, into my experience.
1: Yeah, the, you know, there's this type of vanity that we all have and I guess have to work with to varying degrees where we believe or operate through a perspective that we know what our life is supposed to be about or that we know what is best for us or supposed to happen if we can switch gears and and be a little bit more receptive and hold back a little bit and see what 's actually here, what am I working with, what 's coming towards me and and have it have a direct relationship with that that's based on our experience and and things as they are in, in that moment versus what where we would like them to be or w- what we could imagine and I don't know that it's kind of an either or thing completely like that we we have to do completely one or the other but it does seem when we talk about this this manifesting orientation it doesn't seem to be very receptive it's it feels like it's more about imposing something on on your life or like a a template or a desire or or something as opposed to Relaxing into oneself, I guess, and what's actually correct for you, or healthy for you, or or waiting and just waiting to see what life has in store for you. Going back to this kind of belief that if we if we're too passive or we don't force it or we don't initiate it, I'm not going to to get it, or I'm not going to be able to survive, or I'm my life is not going to be okay on some level. When I was speaking earlier. I realized that, you know, a lot of the times it's it's autobiographical and kind of like Kendra was sharing about her experience. I It's interesting looking back on mine from the point of view of being a projector, even before I had been exposed to human design or knew anything about it, I had realized that I really don't like working very much. Like I don't really want to work. That's not, I remember looking around at my, my peers, like in high school even and, and into college They were so sure about what they were gonna go do in the world. Like I I'm I'm gonna go be a doctor, lawyer, or musician, or I was like, wow, how do you know? Like I I don't wanna
2: What is that? Yeah, what is
1: that? I don't want (laughs) to do any of that really. I just want to live. I just wanna I just wanna have a you know, a good a good experience in life. I want to live my life fully, whatever that means. But I didn't really know what that meant. It was this ongoing process of discovery, but through I don't know whether you'd call it the the program the conditioning the influences that are coming in from our friends family society educational system we end up being kind of shuttled into this this template the system this is the formula this is how it works you go to school you get your degree you go get a job and i found myself in that world you know working essentially as like a super generator worked for software companies for years until I realized that it felt very out of alignment with who I was and what I was really about, or the experiences I wanted to have in life. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was actually during around the time of my Uranus opposition, I ended up leaving a company that I'd been with for eight years and then went to another company, a smaller company, a startup, and ended up working even harder there and then started going into what turned out to be severe burnout, I eventually just hit the eject button. And I was just like, I, I, I can't, I literally physically can't keep this up. And if I do continue down this path, I'm probably going to end up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And even then, what, what was my move? What did I do? Well, I went out on my own. You could even say I, I, I wouldn't quite call it like an entrepreneurial path, but I went out as an independent web developer and, and consultant. but then ended up picking up a whole lot of projects and working even harder because I was trying to get my business off the ground. And then that drove me further into, into burnout and exhaustion. And it took me a while to pick up the pieces. And it really wasn't until I encountered human design that it all started making sense of like, well, what had happened? And for, at least from that point of view, and explaining what I had experienced from, from the lens of the system. But it was a quite a learning experience. You know, it was, it was very, very physical, I guess, is what I would say. It's it, it my body basically just said no and quit and I, I can't do this anymore. I had this idea about what it m- would mean to be independent or have my own practice consulting and I get into it and I realized like, well, I'm working even harder. And I'm, and it still is not working for me. And yet it was, it seemed like something I needed to go through out of necessity or it's like, this is just the way things are right now. So deal with it. Or, you know, you, you basically just lose all of your income and everything collapses. And so sometimes it seems like there's just, these are just the conditions that we're in. And, you know, so again, I can kind of understand where, where people would want to to do something different or to find another path or to do something that is inspiring to them or meaningful to them.
0: I can really relate to what you were saying about seeing other people around and probably most of them generators and maybe some of them manifestors, but a lot of them seeming to just really go after their work or their pursuits or their, their energy expenditure, whatever it is, and seem to have some kind of certainty or tenacity about that. And it, it does seem to me like there's a lot of, I mean, especially in American culture in a certain way, there's this pride about work. There's There's something to be proud of in terms of what you create and whether your work is something in professional realms or it's something that you achieve on an educational level or it's something you produce on an artistic level. There's this kind of high value on productivity or um, achievement or what you've been able to create. And for me, I found that I could take a certain amount of pride or enjoyment out of some of those things, but I mostly just wanted to like. Be with people and have good conversations like that was kind of all i really wanted to do and like maybe cook some good food sometimes and and you know get inspired by things but i didn't have that same kind of ambition or or drive or which coming into design and getting to see that for myself it it was a relief to see that like oh it's not it's not natural for for me to have a consistent driving working productive energy to my life And so if we look, if we start to look at the different types and what they're, what they're about, I mean, I feel like what human design can do for people is, is to first just acknowledge, Hey, maybe you are dissatisfied with the way things are, or maybe the different programs or things you've been given or things that you grew up with or things that you see happening around you don't work for you. Before you go after creating something, let's just pause and take a look at what are you working with in terms of your own nature, your own body, your own health. I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned health because I bet a lot of projectors could relate to your story and probably what a lot of us have experienced or all three of us have experienced at different times of feeling overworked or exhausted or burnout so if we if we look at it from the perspective of type and health for a projector overwork can be a real detriment to your health but for a generator a lack of healthy work can be a lack of satisfying work can be a real detriment to health even just that one little point i think can be really revolutionary for people to recognize that we need different things and are and we're built for different types of energy output and, and experience, if we can tune into that, it'll probably be easier to have a sense of just what's right for us. And then the life kind of unfolds. It takes a lot less effort if we can get to that that kind of alignment with our nature.
1: We're not fighting against what we are, which is, you know, may sound like a strong term or way to say it its own type of self-aggression to sit. It may be that the person's not even sure who or what they are, but if you have a sense of it and then to, to go against it and to try to be something else in terms of like the natural role that we're here to play in life or that we could, if we're talking about projectors, we're here to be guides. And if we spend all of our energy trying to either be a producer, a creator, a builder, you know, to try to be the one who's initiating things and bringing things into form, Besides the fact that it may not work very well, it doesn't allow us to actually be what we are or to play the role that we're here to play, to be a guide. Or the flip side of it is, and that's not to say that generators can't be in guidance roles or counselor roles that they, they can and, and do, and that's fine. But if the whole focus of the generator becomes on the other and trying to guide the other's energy where from the point of view of, of type and human design, that you flipped it, you know, it's an, it's the inverse of, of that dynamic between projector and generator. Well, then the generator probably want, you know, uh, experience the satisfaction that comes from using their energy a certain way. And then, then you see the body, as you're saying, start to reflect that, trying to give us feedback, like, Hey, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm, I'm actually tired as a generator. I'm, you know, I'm using all my energy up and it's just not going anywhere. I don't have anything to show for, for it for myself. You know, I think that's what that design can offer us is is to come back and use that as kind of a point of reference or starting place. Like, well, let's just stop and, and see what, what we have here. And are we working with that? Are we honoring that? Or are we going against it? Which, as I said, is its own type of self-aggression in a way on a more subtle level
2: and likewise for the manifester not to be manifesting and initiating can be a Mm self-aggression to hold their own horses (laughs) for the sake of you know the conditioning that they've lived in as children growing up in a world that can be overwhelmed with the impact that they have that they kind of shut down in a way for them to start to open up again to being ignited in a way so that they can do what they're here to do, allow their energy just to move naturally wherever it wants to go. And also in a sense, a kind of responsibility in that way to really honor their own type and inform the people around them of what they're up to. One of you were, you had talked about the responsibility of the manifester in a sense and, and what the impact is
1: I have a handful of really good manifestor friends, and talking with them and looking at it from both sides, it's a little bit of this grass is greener phenomenon going on there, where we look at the manifestors in our society, and there may be like an element of envy, or it would be really nice to to be the visionary, to be the one that's starting things and kicking things off, who has that ability to bring things into form, you know, from within themselves. They're not waiting for something from the outside to happen. And it looks attractive from a certain point of view. But what I have gathered and what I'm seeing, talking with my manifesto friends, is that's not all it's made out to be. It's not always comfortable to be in that role where they're the ones who are who carry that responsibility of of having the vision or starting something or being in the context of a relationship and the one who's initiating significant, you know, uh, events or communications and things. And so a good starting point, if you're going to work with human design and experiment with that system would be to start with, well, what are we, what are we energetically? What are, What is our correct role and orientation in this world? Using that as a starting point, honoring that, as opposed to, you know, thinking that it's better over there on the other side of the fence, or if only I was a manifestor. What I hear a lot of times when I'm when I'm working with manifestor clients, or and I'm and I tell them that <laughs> that their type is manifestor and then their body graph and human design is, they don't they're not always very excited to hear that. It's probably partly because of conditioning. You know, they've gone their whole life thinking that they're supposed to respond and be a generator and work and, or they hear that the, the manifestor has a quote unquote repelling aura and they don't like the way that sounds. I think there's a certain kind of weight that comes with being a manifestor. And in, in a way it's kind of silly to try to be something that, that we aren't. And and then the flip side, kind of like you were saying earlier is, you know, manifestors who, give up manifesting, the, who who basically are running around doing all the work in response all the time, conditioned to be a generator. And that doesn't work either. They're, we're not really in our correct lane in life or you in, in the human design language on our correct trajectory in life when we're, when we're operating that way.
0: I think it can be something that's interesting to look at when I look at people trying to create what they want or trying to get in touch with they with what they want and then see it come into reality is to slow things down and to, to just look at the question is almost to me before it's almost like what do you want it is to look at well who is it what part of it in you is it that wants that thing and why and I think when we slow things down you do a reading you, you look at a chart deeply you can often see what part of the design whether it's the nature or it's the not self or the conditioning is going after something and to bring it back there actually just puts a puts a pause on everything I mean it's complicated I think being a human being in this world and sometimes when I see a lot of the stuff that's out there about like what are you creating and do you have the life you want and how do you get what you want? And then one of the biggest things I feel is I just want everybody to just slow down, like press pause and let's stop and just take a look at what's, what are you, (laughs) what's going on in there before we like keep uh, going faster or into more action to try to do something about what we want or what we don't like or what we'd prefer let's just pause and see what are we working with here and i think often like you're saying john when you describe somebody's type to them there's often this mixture of a kind of relief in feeling a recognition in it and at the same time a sort of resistance in not wanting to be bound to that or like hope wishing that it could be different And I always feel when when I see that, that if you don't like your design as it is, or if there's something about it that you wish were different, that's just a sign that you haven't lived it fully yet. You haven't fully experienced it because if you fully experienced it, you would love it. (laughs) You would love what you are. It's just the natural outgrowth of being aligned with our nature. So that's what I feel something like this can bring to each of us. And it's almost like we've got to get that sorted out or it's helpful to get that sorted out. And then have some things to play with in this material co-creative reality that we find ourselves, time-space reality that we find ourselves in. Have some tools to then go experiment with and see if you can find out that there is some natural place for you and it's already there and you don't have to create it. You could actually just let go into it.
1: It's like being comfortable in your own skin in in a way, or, you know, having a nice fitting outfit or, or set of clothes, you know, it brings to mind a lot of the stories I've heard where, you know, someone can, Go out there, let's say a projector can go out there and initiate something and maybe work really hard to bring it into form, create something, build a business. And from the outside, it looks like they have achieved a certain level of success, you know, that they, they, they've done it. But then you talk to them and you realize that they're actually not very happy in that situation they created. It looks good from the outside, but it's like something's doesn't fit quite right or something's off. It's like this again, kind of an ill fitting set of clothes. And then then there becomes this whole process of, well, how do I how do I get out of this? You know, I've I've built this, I'm this is you know my income or I, I'm directly tied to it and there are people depending on me and I'm stuck. It kind of begs the question of, well, was that correct in the first place? Correct. Meaning a representation of, uh, or being in alignment with, you know, you on a more true or authentic level, as opposed to just kind of going out there and again, following some other program that has been given to us thinking that that's going to, to bring us the satisfaction or success that we thought we wanted.
2: Unless you're a generator and you've responded to doing it.
1: <laughs> right. Which is a good, which is a great, is, it's a great point to make because I, I don't want to sit here and say that the other types, the non-manifestor types, can't bring things into form or can't have a, a certain life or go after something and and make it happen but i think we have to look at what under what conditions does that tend to work best and like you just pointed out if if you're a generator and someone brings you something says hey you want to jump on board with this thing and come help and make this a reality and your energy lights up and you're excited and you can just feel it in your body and your body's just waking up and going into action that's a pretty good indication that it's going to feel satisfying to to go work in that way or use your energy in that way and that you'll probably be able to sustain it if it's correct for you and you'll reap the rewards from it or if you're a projector and you get invited in like Hey, we've, we've got this startup or this business, and we need you for this specific role, and we know that only you can do it, and we'll pay you whatever you want. That's a very different situation than I'm going to go out there and work my ass off as a projector, and just live or die based based on you know the success of this thing, and you know, like we were touching on earlier, at what cost, you know? So I think we can all manifest in certain conditions and, you know, the way people are commonly using this word. And there's really nothing wrong with experimenting with that. But if we don't have a, a strong point of reference for what actually works for us and what's healthy for us in an orientation to our correct role, it's like we're just off the rails in a way, and you know, within herself at least, it's been my experience.
2: Well, it's good to
0: know that we each have a way to be able to create. <laughs> it is possible. <laughs> I do think, though, to have a, like if for some reason, I'm thinking of just I was reading something that was talking about creating your life or tending to your life as if you were a gardener, and that you can look out there and there are some farmers or farming methods that go out and they just like sh- strip the land down and pump it with chemicals and th- you know throw things in there and mass produce whatever and and that's one kind of experience what a, a system like human design is offering is a way of interacting with life where you're it is an interactive participatory process it's not like we're victims of our lives but we also have the potential to be consulting and be checking in with you know what is the season and what is the timing and who is available and what is around me and and how to interact with that so that what we grow is unique and beautiful and in a way kind of takes on a life of its own and I think that's what I imagine that that's probably what a lot of people would feel when they're aligned with their nature that it doesn't feel so much like work it feels like something natural is is happening even for a manifester i mean i see that too i see i see a lot of manifestors who struggle with relationships in the same way that you see a lot of projectors that struggle with money <laughs> but in some ways i i want to encourage those manifestors to just like just do you, just like focus on those impulses and, and those actions that you want and announce them to the world and you know inform the people who need to know. And eventually, if you just stick with that, the people that are right for you will hang with you. They'll wanna be part of your creations. They'll join you in what you're doing. But if you're trying to establish a relationship first before you let yourself take action on the things that you feel the impulse for, I think you're going to get off base as a manifester. And for for a lot of other types too, I think there can be this focus on trying to get certain things in place before allowing ourselves to do what feels natural to us, like trying to get the right right people on board or trying to set things up in a certain way so that then we'll allow ourselves to do what what feels natural to us. I mean, for a generator, I think it's so important to, if you just say just listen to that energy like you're talking about follow that energy that's within you let your, let yourself let life come to you and let yourself respond to it and then see what happens for any of us i think for all of us in our types uh, we can get really influenced by trying to trying to keep or or orchestrate relationship in our lives and, and it's interesting, I'm going into a whole nother topic now. <laughs> um, I, I'm just thinking about how much writing Ra, the creator of human design or the revealer of human design, how much he has written about right relationship. And he's really written that for all types, that the, the people you have in your life are so important, no matter what type you are that we don't actually get to, and, and obviously so many people, I mean, a huge part of what people are trying to get really focused on manifesting has to do with relationship or love or partnership. But that what human design shows is if you if you just focus on being what you are and being in your own nature, that's what will enable the people that are correct for you to actually see you. It's almost like we can't find each other if we're all mired under piles of confusion and trying to be what we're not and going here and going there and it's all conditioning and there's all this big mess. How can we even find each other, you know, to, to be like, oh, I see you. you. Yes, us, this, you know.
1: We're in the yeah. wrong costume.
0: Oh, right, or the costumes all confused, or like seventeen different costumes, you can't even see what I'm actually wearing. You know, like you don't even know what I actually am. It's making, in terms of relationships, I'm thinking about a lot of people who will take action out of like a fear of rejection or something, or they'll 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 construct what they do based on not wanting to be rejected, and that that can be on a business level, like trying to market your business in a way that you won't get rejected, or that so that you're appealing or it can be in relationship. And either way, if you go about manifesting something that way, I don't think it allows the right players and the right people to actually see what you are and then to partner with you and be part of your life and bring out what you're really here for. In that way, I almost feel like rejection is a good thing. Like if you you are aligned with your nature and you allow yourself to follow what feels right for your energy, or to express yourself in the way that feels most natural to you. If there are people who don't like it or who reject you or who move away from you, good, (laughs) because otherwise you would have been trying to do this whole thing to keep this person in your life based on something that you probably wouldn't enjoy maintaining anyway. And if you really stripped it down, you probably don't wouldn't like them that much anyway. So the, the no response for a generator or the rejection that can happen with a manifestor that they might feel, or for a projector, the kind of like lack of recognition you might feel with with people. If somebody doesn't see you, good. That's showing you go elsewhere. It's not for you. You can just let it go. It's a lot less effort. I think
1: that resonates quite a bit here as a projector. I can look back on my life at, on so many occasions where I was essentially compromising myself out of some desire for recognition and going into a a situation like let's say a job interview or a job possibility. As a generator, I'm showing up as a generator saying, I'm here to work hard for you day to day, to sit in your cube, to grind it out. And you know, who's responsible for that? I'm, the you know, if I'm coming in that way and I'm not presenting myself or representing myself or if I'm trying to be something different than I am, you can't blame the other person. They don't know human design. They don't know that you're um, that's not going to be healthy for you or work for you or be sustainable. And so really does go back to like, well, we've got to get clear on that ourselves. What are we about? Who are we or what are we? And from that point, we can see what's there. We can, we can have the awareness of things as they are and look around and see well, what relationships in, in my life are correct or which ones are not correct or what is this the correct place for me. And then if we have something like inner authority and inner strategy, of course, of, of waiting in some form, and then when either our authority moves or turns on, Or becomes clear then we can we can take the next step we we can go further we can put ourselves out there from that place and then see what comes in and and so i don't i don't think any of this is really encouraging people to be passive or do nothing just maybe more passive than you have been maybe like hold back like you're saying slow down just stop for a moment let's take inventory Let's get clear on on what's going on here. And then let's see what's possible.
2: It seems like there's a lot of room for forgiveness along the way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of compassion for that learning curve. Just really being with recognizing what hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. And trying something new. Mm-hmm. trying it out it is after all an experiment mm-hmm. human design and life mm-hmm. it's a big story yeah i think you know earlier what was coming up for me too we we're talking about this movement toward as a process of manifestation so often moving towards something is actually you know on the on the outside it might look like we're moving towards something mm-hmm. but on the inside avoiding or moving away from something and you know even to the degree of not wanting to experience the not self themes or Mm -hmm. anything that's uncomfortable or that you know I'm doing it wrong if I'm feeling my not self theme Mm -hmm. and really that we can partner with those experiences and with that body awareness as an internal directive that's what strategy and authority is all about to guide us through that process rather than feeling like we've done something wrong (laughs) along the way. Yeah.
0: I think you're speaking to a kind of attitude that I found most helpful in, in therapy trainings I've been in where the foundation of, of being with a person in their process. But I think also one of the best foundations for ourselves in our own process is a kind of, attitude that is open and curious. Instead of being so quick to like judge or fix or alter or perfect this experience, let's just pause and be curious about it. Like what, what is this showing me? And, oh, that got kind of weird. (laughs) Maybe, maybe that didn't quite work out or, oh, I didn't think I would like this, but it actually feels really good or what, whatever it is, if, if we can have the room to not know and not have to, like you're saying, do it right or make it perfect from the start, then I think what's, what we're here to manifest reveals itself to us. And then it's like this, this beautiful discovery. I mean, that's a pretty big thing that human design is putting out that. It does not necessarily align with all other kinds of systems. It's putting out this this awareness that the life is already there for you. You you just gotta align with it and see it. But you don't have to make it. <laughs> it's already been made. You're already here. <laughs> so it's almost like as a starting point, if we were just like, I already made it. <laughs> You know, I already made it, it's done. <laughs> now I get, you know, now all there is to do is to is to kind of enjoy it, watch it, feel it, walk through it. But it's already there for us.
2: Recognize and include our preferences and allow things to not look like what we think they're going to look like. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a lot more interesting that way,
0: personally. <laughs> Well, I think we spanned some territory. Thanks, you guys. Glad we could open this up. And uh, I'm sure there'll be more, more to unfold from here. Thank you for listening to the Human Design Collective Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please review us and share. For more information about us and to connect with others on this experimental journey please visit us at humandesigncollective.com you can also learn more by exploring our course and workshop offerings at courses.humandesigncollective.com music for the human design collective podcast courtesy of role model for more information see the show notes and please stay tuned for more upcoming episodes on the same channel